I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the movies. <laughs> what up, Brian? <laughs> Mix. I, to be honest, like I kind of like that better. Like the only podcast is fun mm. and very much funny, but we're just saying, like we're like at the movies. Yeah, just like vaguely in general, I like it. I'm in. Let's go with that now. He's in. I mean, it's a big day. We got. Bill Burr's directorial debut sliding its way onto Netflix, Old Dads. We're going to watch it on break. Are you excited? Not really. Um, I think Not it good. has potential. I like Bobby Cannavale. And yeah, Bobby Cannavale. I don't know. Is it Cannavale or Cannavale? I fully have no clue. It's Carnival, like mm. the HBO series <laughs> that got canceled before its I feel time. like Cod's a Carnival guy. <laughs> Cod, if that's true, uh, I'd like you to come back on the show and maybe kill yourself on air. <laughs> we need a Cod Pod just to go over his carnival. I bet he's a Treme guy, too. I just fake fainted. I mean, Cod, come back on the show and don't hurt yourself. I don't want to be violent. It's uh, spooky season and things are already too scary. And speaking of Bill Burr and comedy... Right, you went to a stand-up comedy show last night. You want to tell the fans about it? I did. It was uh, a rather ceremonious occasion uh, for me. One of my clients was getting tickets to Chappelle at the Garden, and oh, they're man. season ticket holders for the Celtics and the Bruins. The two, my both my clients, so we got like better access to seats at like a normal price. They, my client Pierre treated us anyway, so thank you, Pierre. So they're like me in that they have season tickets to the Sox. That's correct. And the yeah. Pats and the Bees. You're right on the 50-yard uh, line at every uh, Red Sox game. Yeah. Uh, and um, you watch all the touchdowns at the I Garden. Do. I cheer when I – and I have Sam Adams's. They're but probably yeah. like fourteen ninety nine a piece. Um, yeah, so he invited us. We were up in like the Legends section, which is – I hadn't been in that particular spot before. It's great because you get like your own normal seat that's not like a bucket seat smushed up next to another person. Mm. You get like a seat that actually is not attached to the ground, but a little bit more comfortable. And also mm. there's like, they had a little bit of free food, like a spread. And there's a bar right there, which like I only had water, but even still. What kind still, of bites are we talking about? There was like a nice array of desserts that I gravitated to. There was like a peanut butter cookie going on. There was a double chocolate chip, like, Chocolate, chocolate chip. Kid loves a cookie. I'm probably the biggest cookie monster you've ever met, mm. if we're being honest. Fucking ookie cookies, too. That's your fucking favorite. Older boy and fucking. I used to play ookie cookie. We would pass <laughs> the plate around and just like eat each other's jizz. <laughs> nice big bites. Just playing it regularly? Oh, yeah. Just It wasn't even, there was no winner and loser. It was just we ate each other's semen. <laughs> um, there were no cookies. No cookies involved. Yeah, <laughs> it was a plate of jizz. <laughs> Put it on ice. My God. Yeah, so Chappelle, I haven't seen him. And a uh, friend of the show, Jack, and myself had tickets to him in Denver years ago. And there was like a hurricane or something. Not, I don't, they don't get, not a hurricane out there, but it was like torrential downpours. Mm -hmm. And it was an outdoor show. It got wrecked. So that was gone. And then <clears throat> I want to say he was in Boston or he was supposed to be in Boston. I want to say 
five years ago, maybe six years ago. And I mm-hmm. had tickets or was going to get tickets to that. And then that part of the tour, I know that I've tried twice and missed both times. So this me being able to see Dave in general was huge. And the show was sold out. He's got another one. Excuse me. Tonight. He fucking killed. Mm. He killed. He did like everything that you might need. I heard that he killed like four packs of sea eyes. <laughs> he smokes more cigarettes than probably anyone in show business. Mm undoubtedly and i feel like venues have to like rewrite their rules on smoking to just to accommodate him smoking several packs while he does his 100%. set it's like it's outrageous have you heard dan soder's story about them at the comedy cellar and dave is like come over here dan have a cigarette with me man no. and dan was worried he's like well i can't and he's like and dave goes like He's like, well, I can't smoke in here. And he goes, you can if Dave Chappelle says he's smoking with you or something. It's whatever. It's an awesome story. Mm. And then Dave or Dan rather goes on to say like he was watching other people who work at the cellar, recognizing that he's like reached have a cigarette with Dave Chappelle's status, which is like a cool comedian moment. That is cool. Speaking of those, Dane Cook opened for uh, Dave last night, who like I'm unironically and unapologetically a huge <clears throat> fan of. You're a big fan of his feature film work, if memory serves. You like Good Luck Chuck and uh, that movie Mr. Brooks that he... (laughs) (laughs) I think Kevin Costner uh, decapitates him with a shovel in that movie. I think I can say with full confidence that you and I are the only two people on earth discussing Mr. Brooks right now. The like 2005 touch tone (laughs) pictures, Kevin Costner straight to blockbuster five for 20 original. You're right. No one else on earth is doing this. I remember where I was when I watched Mr. Brooks on Comcast on demand with my dad at his condo in situate, his like bachelor pad. Hell yeah. After my parents got divorced, we settled in and watched Mr. Brooks. Such a flip. And I remember thinking it was awesome. I was like, it was a pleasant surprise. It is a good movie. Yeah. That's Dane Cook had like a run where he was Employee of the Month. Yeah, that's not a terrible movie. Him and Jessica Simpsons. I think he got Dak Shepard in there cutting it up. Hey, it's me. I kind of sound like Pete Davidson. Oh, hey, it's me too. It also kind of sounds like Caitlin. Yeah. Hey Dax. Yeah, baby. Dax. Yeah, what if I was an employee of the month? I got some stories about Dax. I'll maybe tell you later. Is Dax trans, Caitlin? Mm -hmm. You never know. Oh wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. But uh, tell me, how many uh, ciggies did, uh, <laughs> did, did Dave Chappelle have? He didn't stop smoking the entire set, chained. Uh, he And he did probably um, over 90 minutes. That's crazy. Just chaining the whole time. Doesn't he know that cigarettes stopped existing when I quit smoking? I mean, I don't. you don't see a lot of smokers anymore. Like yeah. when you see one, it's like, oh, what's that guy doing? Mm. So It's fucked up. I, yeah, I, I don't know. He was very funny. He did like bits, of, like a couple predictable ones. Like he made a statement about Israel Palestine and hmm. not like a one way or the other, but you know how Dave will always like hit the lightning rod issues up right up top or this. He actually waited till the very end for that. But oh, man. Um, at one point, a guy in the crowd got really mad as it was like some, his slant was not like 100% Israel. And this dude got really pissed and was like, he told Dave to shut the fuck up and then walked out. And Dave then addressed that in like a funny way. Mm. He handled it pretty well, but I could have done without that. It's not, I want to laugh and like let my hair down. In the first like hour, I was in stitches throughout. Imagine going to a show 
and yelling like shut the fuck up from the audience at the guy on stage well, right. and storming out it's like and the guy with the mic is like no yeah like, well dave made a good point it was like he he paid for a ticket to come here and tell me to shut the fuck up and leave yeah exactly and it's like that's, yeah that's hilarious ridiculous you, you know sometimes people are going to say something that you don't agree with and that's what's called being an adult you know what, dude? Especially at their own venue. There's a bunch of stuff in old dads <laughs> that it's going to shock you. You're going to be like, oh, dude, uh, Bill's lost I it. can't do a bill at all. I can't really either. <laughs> you get the, oh, dude, and then it's like kind of Rob Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Let's see. Let's see. We are going to watch that later, though. And yeah, what else happened at the show? Mm. Tell me. It was great in the sense that it was just, it felt like, it was like, something of like a coming of age moment is the wrong word. I'm not, it, it felt like a, you ever have like a good, th a really nice thing happen in your life. And in the moment you nope. can almost like encapsulate it and think like, this is a memory I'm going to want to have. Mm. A core memory. I suppose. Yeah. Can we have core memories in our forties? I think we can. I think they'll get into that in inside out two or three. Mm. Most of my core memories are horribly traumatic. So <laughs> if anything, like I could push out some of the like, yeah, hands all over my junk and yeah. like women betraying me let's eject some of those core yeah, memories yeah, yeah. get some fresh cool ones can out. we erase all the ones of um that blonde woman whose name shall not be mentioned we who, can uh, it was sarah um <laughs> who physically and emotionally abused me for the better part of two years i actually i have in the mix i'm gonna eternal sunshine all that stuff from your mind can for, you pull them right for, out for me for christmas yeah i have it in the works Do you have any idea how much money i would pay to legit do one of those and like have a, like the magnet therapy that i'm doing the tms is about as close to that as i can get mm. in reality we'll get there i mean if, if in the future i'm very much allowing anybody to put like cords into my brain and just <laughs> just wipe it clean you hear that folks Ang's ready for anything just like plug him in to whatever you got and yeah. we'll be cooking yeah like christmas morning 1988 you can erase that as long as like you know whizzing fucking porcelain dinner plates at my temple on christmas eve can be also erased <laughs> hell yeah um i was looking through old photos of myself the other day with like fingernail claw marks all over my face no from like 2017 when i dated her and i'm like how have i not deleted these fucking fi these images these cursed images but i guess i'm gonna keep them for, <laughs> for when i come after her in a lawsuit someday those do seem deletable uh yeah they really do. I don't delete a lot of photos. Or maybe well, repost them. And post them right now in, with context. I'll uh, repost it on x.com. Mm. Hey, X. Hey, hey X world. <laughs> it's me, Hank. You need me to take care of your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> Did uh, you... Back to Chappelle, though. Sorry. Yeah. No, tell me. Um, He was great. He did like a bit about Chris Rock getting slapped at the Oscars that actually was oh, fun man. and funny. Mm. He told the story of like that guy who chased up on, or I'm sorry, rushed him on stage at the Hollywood Bowl last year when like Jamie Foxx, Jon Stewart, and P. Diddy were the ones to help him like those, get the guy off of him. Those are all my favorite guys. Imagine having dinner with that crew. We're, that's what I'm doing later. I'm in. I'm a little tired, though. I might skip it. And we're, we are having pizza at 6.30. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll tell him to fuck off. So overall, uh, 10 out of 10 experience. Dave is That's the greatest it. living comedian. I'm a huge fan. I, I, I slept on it and thought about it. And I'm like, he's my number one guy right now. I think he's all right. Just all right? I mean, yeah. you're my number one. And then him. How about wow. that? Wow. How about that? That's sick. <laughs> 
And speaking of numbers, you got those tens right now. Those those ten out of ten red eyes. I'm loving it. Classic Kid. Scotty. I'm on I'm I'm on drugs. Folks, for context, over the years when Scott and I would smoke marijuana together, now I'm on my, you know, sobriety days. But Scott is, you know, he still likes to dabble. It's legal now. We're good. Too. We used to rate his eyes, or both of our eyes, I suppose, but more so Scotty's from levels one through 10, 10 being the most red and jazzed looking. Mm. So they're not quite 10s right now. They're like sevens, but it's still, it's still good. I'm enjoying it. Um, and so if folks, by the time you hear this, the second Dave Chappelle show has already happened, but I would say it would be worth paying an exorbitant amount of money to go see him. If you haven't, and I'm like holding back Diet Coke burps. Chappelle show, I thought you were going to say diarrhea. Speaking of diarrhea, Netflix has announced that they're increasing their prices once again. I also have that in my notes. What a shame. Twenty two ninety nine is what you're going to be charged every month if you want the premium, which you basically like have to have. They have a basic program that's twelve dollars, but you can only have it on one screen. And there's all sorts of other like fucked up limitations. Oh yeah, it won't. It's not even in HD. It's like in standard definition. It's like what am I a fucking in Asshole. my mind, I'm more annoyed by audio than picture, I think. Like when it gets a really bad, like if you get, like if you put on, like I, the, my story of how Hulu is pro- broadcasting mm. Mad Max Fury Road in stereo. Yeah. You forget how bad standard def looks. If you tried to watch something in basic, you'd be like appalled. I'm a like OLED guy. Oh. Dial it up. OL? As, as, like to the point where no one on earth looks good. Mm. But yeah, people online had good bits about it. They were like, what on Netflix is possibly worth $23 a month? Like They're just begging people to give up their subscriptions. I feel like I'm in a good spot because my family mostly borrows my accounts, but Netflix is the one that I'm not paying for. Mm. So I'm making out like a bandit with my like $183 a year Disney Plus subscription that I never touch. I'm going to go back to like not <clears throat> having it all the time and like taking a few months off. Except when they have something good that comes out, like Bad Dads. Is that a Scotty move, like going without Netflix? Sometimes. I actually forgot about that, yeah. That is vintage, Scotty. It is, yeah, I'm in. Did you used to get the discs in the mail? I feel like you did. You were a big like DVD mailer guy. Oh, yeah. And when I used to work at Blockbuster, they had like their ripoff version of Netflix. And I'd do that all the time because it was like free because I worked there. And then I continued to use it through uh, schemes long after I stopped working there. You love a free trial scheme. You and Monty. That cheapskate. Just chiseling his way through life. And while we're talking about Netflix and Blockbuster retail locations, Netflix announced that they are opening new retail stores in next year. What are they going to sell? They're going to sell... They describe this as a more of a theme park than a store. Shut It'll up. have like probably like a Squid Game poster and like some Stranger Things. Squid Game sucks. I never got into it. It stinks. Yeah. And I don't like it. But just the idea, it's funny that, you know, they'll be being like Blockbuster now. They're like, we're going to open stores. Robot. It'll have all this stuff. And I can't imagine this will go well. It's like when you see those lanyards for AirPods. Like we had that, you know. Yeah. It was already here and you took it away. I do kind of love the idea of me working at the Netflix store though. 
It seem, seems right. You could only work there if it was definitely not a success. Yeah. That's the only way that that makes sense is if it's on its way out, like Kitchen, et cetera, Circuit City. <laughs> Thank you. Blockbuster. Um, Me and Brian will work there. That's three. You There was more. You you were with three. Oh, yeah. That, was, that hardware store, are they out? Ye, no, they're still there. What did that guy, wasn't that guy like a mean guy? <laughs> a mean guy? I've had all that sorts bad, of- That bad, bad guy? Of cartoonish- He's a bad guy. <laughs> Linda. But, Dump him, girl. Yeah, I'm going to be working at the Netflix retail location shortly. Wow. Where will that be? At like the Saugus, like Route 1, uh, what should we call it? <laughs> like yes. the Route 1 collection or whatever it's called. Whatever, whatever you're thinking, yes. North Shore folks are, are punching the air right now because I don't remember the name of it. We have a strong North Shore contingent of fans. Um, are you a North Shore or South Shore guy? Kid. South Shore. That was a trick question. Fucking how dare you. Suzanne Summers is fucking dead. <laughs> Saw that. She's a South Shore guy. Cancer in her ass. How dare you? Uh <laughs> that's the most uncool kid I've ever seen. Hello. Would you have banged 70 something year old Suzanne Summers riddled with cancer? I don't see why not. Who's Suzanne Summers again? She was the blonde hot mom uh opposing Patrick Duffy on the hit ABC show Step by Step. Oh yeah, and she had the series of uh she was like a weight loss person. Yeah, she had the thigh master, I think, yes. and, and a couple other like hacky home fitness tchotchkes. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah. She's a friend of the show. You see, so you would. The answer is yes, you would. Yeah, no doubt. Me too, yeah. to be honest. Even posthumously, posthumously. I think it would have been a great treat for all involved. Mm. Dig, her in, dig her up out of the ground and get in there. That's not really my style. Do you do, you do that? <laughs> they call me the grave robber. Oh, they call you the grave robber. This is just like being shocking <laughs> for the sake of being shocking. Like, what are you doing? You, they call me the grave robber? That's not even funny. It's just like, oh, you dug up a 73-year-old woman and had sex with her corpse. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. What are you doing? What I are you hope doing? her family hears this. I hope they hear the rest of this and that- The whole show. They're floored by- My entire family listens to this and some of my paying clients. So it's- it's, hey, it's gang. A, and, you know- um, it behooves me to just lean in as hard as I can. My hooves. <laughs> you hear them clomping. What is that again? Like Peter Griffin with, like, what if he was yeah. in? Yeah. What if uh, Peter Griffin had hooves? Well, no. Well, we need to get into that later. But wow. <laughs> hey, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I hear you're visiting an, an army base in Israel. To quote unquote boost morale. This is a real story. The best is that you weren't, you were reluctant to get into that. And then when the bet hit, you were like, all right, here we go. And you just went right in. So what a pro. He's back. What a pro. What the deuce? What the Tarantino was in, in Israel? <laughs> yes, this is real. This is actually happening on this planet. I had one of the biggest laughs I've had in a while with his dumb face. With like a, they didn't show any actual Israel photographs, but it was just like him with that headline, like QT on the plane to Israel. It's like, what? Him boosting morale is like bothering a bunch of soldiers. Like, you haven't seen Gaspar Nose enter the void? Like, you fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? 
What are we even fucking doing over here? Do you think he brought like a bunch of spaghetti westerns on Laserdisc and like a bunch yes. of his own scripts handwritten for people to okay. read? Okay, I brought the original version of The Searchers with John Wayne. I'm probably one of the biggest Tarantino fans movies-wise there is, and I don't even think I want to meet him. <laughs> he seems like he's not a hang at all. He seems like a lot. Yes. But he's a friend of the show, and we'd love to have him on. We would. He hears this. Have you ever heard his pod? I have had it in my queue for three years and never once dove in. He's at least very like, you know, he, he'll just say whatever. He's, I mean, okay. you know, we have like a story about him once a week because he just says wacky stuff, wacky guy. But I can't remember the name of his pod. It's fun if you're into movie stuff, which presumably you are if you're listening to this. The one he does with the other guy from the video store? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't remember it either, yeah. Boosting morale all over the nation. Um, new Jeremy Renner album titled Love and Titanium. Soon, <laughs> soon to be released. Andrew Dice Clay is excited about it. Jeremy had a post on Instagram saying, A collection of music we wrote about different milestones in my journey of recovery since January 1st this year. Love and Titanium has been painful deeply healing and ultimately cathartic for me to create. I hope I get the courage to share with you all. So here, there's a lot going on here. He's mm. teasing the idea of maybe not even releasing this while also treating us to the cover art, which is like a heart surrounded by a bunch of goofy shit. Is that like him as like an uncomfortable eighth grade boy instant messaging some girl that he likes and saying like, wouldn't it be crazy if like we kissed? But I'm just kidding though. Yes. That's pretty much what he's doing. He's hedging his bets because he knows that like his cover of Crash Test Dummies mm, 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 wasn't a commercial success. I mean, it's a success here on the program. It might be our new theme song if we play our cards. Right. I'm open to that. <laughs> offer him enough dough. I mean, Renner. Bring back the app. Look forward to the new album. Me seeing a Jeremy Renner Instagram comment that you made in the wild was very funny for me the other day. You were like, bring back the Jeremy Renner app. Or that got a lot of likes from like people who were presumably just taking it seriously. Not getting that it's a bit. I always assume with stuff like that, I'm like, people probably just think I'm being serious. <laughs> I think that... There'd be no way for an average, regular guy, Jeremy Renner fan, to know you were joking, yeah. Mm. What did that app do, anyway? It was like Jeremy Renner wallpapers and quotes from the town and not like even his, his weird Bourne movie. It was like a chat room of just people who were into Jeremy Renner. It was like, fucked up. What's and the best Jeremy Renner movie, The Town? Kid. I mean, probably, maybe one of the Mission Impossibles he's in. Maybe... Definitely not The Hurt Locker. That movie was okay, but overrated crazy. It won Best Picture. Friend of the show, Rion, said that from a tactical, actual military standpoint, The mm. Hurt Locker is completely farcical. That's good, too. That gives me more reason to just be out on it. Yeah, it ruined it for me. Like when I watch war movies now, after I'm going to be done with it, it's only happened a few times recently, but like when I watch, for example, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which I bring mm. up like every week, it's the new black hat. <laughs> only I loved it. No doubt. Uh, when I remember when I was watching that, I didn't even text him until the end. Cause mm. I was like, if I text him and he tells me that it's all bullshit now, it's going to ruin the whole movie for me. Just like knowing that it's fake. It'd be sick if I could approach movies from a tactical standpoint. You could do like uh, <laughs> a movie about 
um fuck we do, fuck, we, fuck. Do, we do that for like weed movies i'm like the the weed yeah. smoking in this movie is so unrealistic these guys don't make enough money to be smoking this much weed this is science fiction it's complete fucking dog shit like friend of the show danny masterson's puff puff pass yes masterpiece yeah masterclass uh disney's just cooking with gas as always a live action adaptation of frozen is reportedly in the works with the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. I'm sure they'll bring her back. And it's just like, what are we doing? What They're going to make Frozen again? Instead of just, instead of even just making a third Frozen, they're like, just do the first one again in live action. I don't know. Fucking. So lazy. Yeah. They're really just, they continue to just wow me with their lack of anything interesting going on i feel like disney's been playing with house money for the last two decades they're not trying at all yeah like they fired their main guy who everybody hated but i feel like the new guy's not making strong decisions they're still changing up the bobs yeah and now they're doing stuff like this god was saying the other day in the thread it got me good we were talking about like disney and star wars he's like star wars needs to be shelved for like 20 years <laughs> just put it on ice cool it down and i was like yes you're i've never heard anyone be writer star wars stuff to me i don't understand like and it's still like we may be in the minority of like how how much people love it but i i feel like not really lately because like, like ahsoka was universally disliked i, I want to say rian liked it a little bit which he's the only person that I talked to who was positive on it. Mm. I couldn't get through episodes. He's a Star Wars boy, though. I mean, at this point, they're like dragging it through the mud. It's like that. Like, stop. He's dead already. <laughs> Simpsons meme. It's like, it's so over. It's fucking crazy. Frankie, he's still breathing. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars is Joe Pesci in Casino. Speaking of dragging things through the mud, um, that could really go for any of these uh, headlines. Um, Michael Caine has retired from acting. Michael Caine. Very loudly indeed. I failed you, Master Wayne. (laughs) I'm quitting the biz. I fucking... (laughs) I mean, he's very old, and I think he has a number of uh, ailments. Mm. So it makes sense that he retires. You hate to see it. Um, What's Christopher Nolan going to do without his number one guy? Is he in like eight out of ten of his movies, I feel like? Ever what? since he started using him, he's in all of them. Actually, er, I don't think he's in Oppenheimer. He might have like a Popeye. He's in Tenet. He like gives John David Washington his hot sauce or something. Hello. Hello, Denzel. Remember this one? What movie is this from? Oh, I think maybe Batman Begins. Nailed it. Master Wayne. Oh, was it? Really? Yeah. Yes. I I sometimes prefer that to the Dark Knight. Does it come in black? Uh, Are you a, your Begins is your favorite of the three, isn't it? I've been known to have that take. It Rachel! Friend of the show, Rachel does. I mean, Christopher Nolan. I'm excited to see what his next movie is. You want to know whose next movie I'm not excited to know more about? Who? Even though I've got some intel on it right here. There's a a trailer and a poster for George Clooney's latest directorial effort, The Boys in the Boat, starring Joel Edgerton, Callum Turner, and more. In theaters Christmas Day, it looks like a boring, based on a true story, rowing movie. The Boys in the Boat! You were talking- That looks terrible! It looks snoozy as hell. 
Clooney was a shit. Swear to me! He was a shitty Batman, and he's an even worse director. He makes some of the most forgettable movies that have ever existed. The only person on earth who remembers Quiz Show is Big Hank! <laughs> is it Clooney? I don't think he directed that. Is he in that? that? Was, I think he's that in it at first. least, right? I don't think so. So I'm way off completely. I'm queuing What am up I thinking of? Clooney. Yeah, Coop is IMDb. Let's pull up some more actual references. He's got that. I'm hanging in that he did direct it. What do you think? I think you're definitely wrong, but I like your stick to it. Here we go. Nope, not even close. You were no. correct. It is Robert Redford. Thank you. And Rafe Fines with John Turturro and Rob Morrow. This is actually one of his better episodes. You were way off, Hank. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> He did The Tender Bar, that Ben Affleck movie, <laughs> Amazon Prime original. That was directed by Clooney. That was pretty good, just because Affleck was fun in it. But I it's remember so not enjoying it very much. The year before that, he did The Midnight Sky, a sci-fi Netflix Oof. movie that does not exist. Uh, he did that Catch-22 Hulu show that, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Well, was that point. a biopic about the band we listened to in <laughs> high school? I wish. Then it would have been mildly entertaining. The Monuments Men Oof. has, like, every good actor in the world in it. It's fucking forgettable as hell. The Ides of March. Clooney is a bad director, and, like, he doesn't act in stuff anymore because he's making these movies. And I think this is a big mistake. Like, instead of directing Joel Edgerton, why don't you go in front of the camera and maybe have Joel direct it or just have someone else do something? You want to know my favorite Clooney role of all time? He also directed Leatherheads, which can't be forgotten. I just had to sneak that in, but tell me. Um, I never saw it, actually, Leatherheads. Uh, my right. favorite George Clooney role of all time is From Dust Till Dawn. It's a great movie. I think it's a bit of a departure for him. He's cool as hell in it, and it holds up. It's still fun. It's still campy and ridiculous and great tarantino and i love him acting alongside tarantino as brothers even though they couldn't possibly like we look more alike than they do they're a great duo yeah when it's that good you you're willing to just go with it mm. but yeah they don't movie's awesome yeah it's a home run um speaking of home runs taylor swift this is not even a bad segue taylor swift is making over four billion dollars from the eras tour four billion four billion with a b does she want to hang out? And um, she's dating uh, Travis oh. Kelsey, oh, yeah. the football man. forgot about the football guy. Do you think you could steal her away from him? I do. I think we'd be great together. She could maybe write a double album about our tumultuous relationship. You show up at like MetLife Stadium after one of her shows with like, <laughs> a, like three grams of decent weed and like a six-pack <laughs> of high noons. And you're like, I called us an Uber. Let's get out of here, baby. Fucking let's go. Fucking sweetheart. Fucking if I was like, there, I'd fucking get her. There's no doubt. Fucking guy. She'd write probably the best song of her career, but fucking guy, if he got in there. You know what famous woman I do believe you could scoop right now? Tell me. It's Britney Spears. Oh, because she's about to drop that hot memoir? That, and also she's just losing her mind completely off her conservatorship, uh, mm. dancing around in her kitchen with knives. Yeah, I love the her idea of like doing a press tour for her classy memoir that's about to come out, narrated by Michelle Williams, is her doing Instagram videos where, yeah, she's literally like dancing around with knives mm -hmm. in like a pretty wild fashion. And then in the the new thing that everyone's talking about that leaks in this memoir is that she was pregnant by Justin Timberlake and they got an abortion. Wow. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. I bet it's a real sob story. 
I hope someone asked Justin Timberlake about that on the red carpet of the new Trolls movie. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was kind of like personal. It was, you know, it was like a whole thing. But did you hear that NSYNC reunited for a cut on this soundtrack? Is that, let's talk about something else. Is That's that, funny. Is that chill? It is. He's in. I'm an NSYNC guy. What's your favorite NSYNC song? Uh, Dirty Pop, probably. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good answer yes are you queuing it up uh, i am okay dope if you're so inclined that is i'm in and jt i think we talked about this recently i think he's an underrated actor i'd like to see him come back and uh wow us theatrically um we did this last week mm. i can't say i agree with you but i think he is passable in a few in a few things okay you want to see Lance Bass in movies again? Fans can't see this. I'm doing like a full break dance. It's like very cool and dope. Spinning around on your head, all your change falling out of your pockets. Like your vape pen bouncing across the room. <laughs> oh boy. The fans are like, ah! They're like... Screaming like babes at the Beatles concerts back in the day. Oh my god! What do you think JC Chazez is up to right now in this moment? He's probably like picking up two medium pizzas for his family. Doing a podcast that has less listeners than we do. (laughs) Yes. Just like having a goo. This is a good one. I don't think it's my favorite, Mm. but it's one. It's a hot one. It's top ten. It's one of the funniest ones. Agreed. Yeah, this is when they were like at the very last minute of their career, pulling it off somehow. This is the true last minute of their career. They're like, okay, we're back to do a song for the Trolls. (laughs) The third movie in the Trolls series soundtrack. And I don't know if you've fired up Hulu recently, seen what's going on on Fox. There's, I haven't. There's like something of a Shark Tank spin-off, even though it has nothing to do with it. It's like a Shark Tank type show called Snake Oil that's hosted by David Spade and features a round table of somewhat celebrity guest hosts. So like David Spade listening to bad business ideas? This is the pit. Uh, entrepreneurs pitch products to contestants who must determine which ventures are the real deal. Like some of them are like fake. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching, I saw it pop up. I was just like, is this a real show? More than ever, like the things that pop up, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually being made. It isn't just like a goof. I love David Spade. I think he's great, but he gets a lot of swings. He does. When it comes to it. Like he got like three or four sitcoms that never panned out. Wow. Did he not? Yeah, he got a lot. I mean, a couple of them were successful, but yeah, he had, a lot of swings and in my head i'm like he stepped or just shoot me i guess mm. was his vehicle kind of and that, that was a i like one that for a one. while and the one like men behaving badly or whatever it was men behaving like, badly had more than one season oh yeah that went for like a while like way longer than it should have he's got a lot of credits when you break it down if chris farley never died they'd be working on like their comeback duo movie Guess how many episodes Rules of Engagement has? Like 213? No, not that many, but it has 100. Fuck. 100 is pretty impressive. That's syndication. He did 76 episodes of Saturday Night Live. 
Wow. 39 episodes of Eight Simple Rules, uh, 149 episodes of Just Shoot Me, uh, 11 episodes of Sammy, Sammy in 2000 and 2001. It's a show about our podcast producer. And, and two episodes of The Larry Sanders Show as himself. Dang. He did some Beavis and Butthead. Nothing else major, but huh. that that's remarkable. Yeah. I'm in on it. Two episodes of House Broken. House? I guess that's a new animated with, thing. With Hugh Laurie? Like, well, David, uh, you're sick. Have I we, have a cane. Have we talked about what an asshole The Rock looks like with glasses on? He looks like an egg. He just looks like a dope. Big egg. I mean, I think it's over for The Rock. Black Is he finished? Adam, Black Adam did a lot of damage. The XFL, who even knows if that's they're still doing that. And now he's got glasses on. I'm calling it. The it's Rock, over? It's the, done? The Rock's in the obits. I'm okay with that. It's official. Do you hear that, Parsons? The no, Rock. No, no, no. The Rock is in the obits. I need some like fanfare. Shit, shit, shit. Yes, there we go. Baby. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's done. I'm calling it once and for all. I never said that. <laughs> I didn't say you did. The and... gloves are off. Oh no, are you upset about this ruling? I don't think you're very funny. <laughs> damn it sean you know that's important to me you and me okay did i win you back are we back good for you okay i'm gonna take that as we're back <laughs> it's as close as i got and i don't know if you saw this but there's rumors about the next saw movie or movies rumors are that oh. lionsgate greenlit two movies saw 11 is going to be a prequel Taking place before even the first Saw, which are, they're going to juice out that timeline like I like so much. <laughs> and then Saw 12 will conclude the entire saga from the seventh one, maybe ending the Hoffman storyline. Who is Hoffman? <laughs> that guy. He was Let me in, have a look at him. He was in a bunch of the sequels. He was Jigsaw's yeah, yeah, like yeah. main apprentice. That guy sucks. Uh, I'm in on him because he's such a side. <laughs> what, do you like, what do you like about him? Just the fact that he exists. And yeah. All right, I'm back in. He was in like five and six. I think they put him on the shelf for seven, eight, nine. But then he, spoiler alert, he's got a little Popeye at the end of 10. And I look forward to the prequel. Refresh my memory on how he pops by. Is he in the post credit sequence, like helping Jigsaw torture the guy who tricked him into that program? Okay, good, good, good. He is. And I'm, it's dope. Well, I, that's, that was the only reveal I had. When I remember I said I showed up early and the post credits was going, I saw Hoffman and I thought, okay, well, I know he's in this now, mm. which isn't like a spoiler per se, but it's not, I want to go in with nothing. So they should have, they should space those movies out further. No doubt, no doubt. It was legit like that ended and my, my show time, my showing was five minutes later. Fucked up. Um, anything saw, I'm in. I enjoy yes. all of them. I'll even say I enjoyed Nine and Jigsaw. I don't care. Yes. They're all great. Yes. We're in spooky movie season. I mean, I'm, uh, I need to watch more. You're I'm a spooky boy. I've been watching Saw movies. I watched Saw 2 the other day. I might mm. cover it in reviews. You never know. That's all we got, so I think you should. Yeah. Um, did you see that Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame were promoting their new tequila brand in, I want to say, somewhere in Fenway mm. the other day? They do this a lot, and I hate... They always try to make a story of it, like, they're cooking up something new. 
It's like, yeah, they have a celebrity booze, like all celebrities do. It's not cool. It's not like making meth. They should actually make meth if they want to continue <laughs> like their, if they want to make money off their brand name as a duo. They should make real methamphetamine. I'm in. Yeah, I'll smoke it. And yeah, I'll start smoking it too. It We're seems... meth guys now? Have you ever done meth? Never, no. I've never even seen it. I haven't either. It I seems... went to rehab, two rehabs with a lot of meth guys, and it scared me off. They're the worst dudes ever. It does seem scary. Bits aside, I don't want to do meth. But Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, I don't want to drink your tequila or whatever no, it no, is. No, no, I don't want to drink Mark Wahlberg's either. Hey, how you doing? My tequila's full of hate. Fletcher Azul is way better than the fucking Breaking Booze or wherever this thing's called. Breaking Booze? Like, that would have actually been good, but Terry Gilliam yeah. would have had to sign off on it. That's right. Hey, how you doing? It's me. Um, What was I going to say? Greenlight. Celebrity boozes in general are hacky. Yeah. I'd like, rather hear about, like, the traumatic instances, about, like, how, like, John Stamos got molested by his babysitter. <laughs> True story. From, yeah. I, I want to say, a, like, some... He's been, like, going in podcasts and saying stuff lately, because I also heard that he said something about uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, like, him hating her and thinking she was the devil after they got divorced. The devil. <laughs> That's intense. Poor Stamos. He's had a rough run for a guy that handsome. He'll be fine. Mm, I think he'll be all right. I'm immediately over it. He's another guy like Spade who's had a lot of at-bats. Yeah. It's like it's hard to feel bad for him. He's, right. Yeah. Let's look up Stamos' IMDb. I bet he has like a lot of credits you forget about. Ready? I feel like you're not going to like what you see here. I think there's going to be some IMDb. horrors on here. Yeah, I do. Uh, he did 20 episodes of a show called Big Shot that I've never even heard of. Ah! 17 episodes of Fuller House that I feel like was critically uh, pretty panned. <laughs> Insert horrific Halloween music here during this segment. 22 episodes of uh, Josh Peck's Grandfathered. Look, you made 26 episodes of the Josh Peck co-starred Fox series Grandfathered. You must pay. How dare 10 you. episodes of Necessary Roughness. Oof. That was not necessary. And John, you're going to pay for what you did. Five episodes of The New Normal. Wow. It's so funny how you forget about shows that just go for a season. Five year, 65 episode run on ER. <laughs> oh. It's like that never even happened. 21 episodes of Jake in Progress. Wow. What is that? Jake in Progress? Yeah. 10 episodes of a show called Thieves. Like, where are all of these shows coming from? I'm convinced some of these aren't real, or they're possibly Quibi Ridge. I didn't realize no. he was also on General Hospital for 139 episodes pre-Full House. I'm like, I need to close Stamos' IMDb. I've heard too much, and I'm starting to feel ill. He has so much work. And don't forget the, like, six to plus years of touring with the Beach Boys as, like, their backup drummer slash rhythm guitarist. Enough. Enough, John. Podcast. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Gen V got renewed for season two. Excellent. The new Amazon Prime spinoff of The Boys that we've been enjoying. We talked about it a little bit last week on this here program. I'm loving it. It's great. I got, I think I'm two episodes behind, but they'll be there for me when I have some time to enjoy a nice program, probably this weekend. Mm. What do you got going on? You going up, doing any shows? What's up? I mean, What's up? not this weekend, maybe next week, some mics, some stuff. Oh, you know, you know. I feel like we should do an open mic where everyone takes their shoes off at Ankh Fit. 
because I don't want those footprints. Have them take off their shoes. That'd have them sick. come look. People seem to like like pop up shows that are at unorthodox places. I've seen. How much Dan's. can I charge for that? Like a hundred bucks a head? Probably. I'm joking, really. I mean, actually, probably not, but probably something. Ten. Well, yeah, that sounds more realistic. I feel like I would 100% get in trouble. Like Dan's done shows at you know what are basically gyms that are cleared out, and you know they're a thing. Would you say they're cleared out rooms? I would. Sean? The cleared out room is 75 to 85% cleared out. And it's ready to be used for a show. It's going to be a big hit. Um, John Stewart's The Problem has been canceled by Apple after two that. seasons due to creative differences. I didn't know Apple had this in them. I didn't know they knew how to cancel a show. I'm proud of them, honestly. Apple is just striking while the like Israel-Palestine iron is hot and like being pro-Israel is seen as right wing. And they're just like, let's chop this thing before this this whole hype dies down and it goes back to being anti-Semitic again. Yeah. They did say that uh, Apple reportedly pushed back on topics and interviews relating to China and AI, which caused season three to be scrapped. China. I mean, like most Apple shows, I don't think anyone on earth was watching this John Stewart Apple program that was like something of a new daily show just because it had him on it. And they're talking about topics of the news. Lucy and I are two of the only regular Apple TV Plus viewers. She's like into Foundation and Silo and like all those other like shows about sci-fi stuff that you forgot existed. And These are shows with like big budgets and have stars and they still don't exist. It's crazy how little they exist. Yeah, I, I mean, Apple will, as you say, ceremoniously dump or unceremoniously dump properties onto their streamer out of nowhere. And you're like, there's eight A-list people in this. How have I not heard about this? And then you look at it and you're like, that cost a fortune. Yeah. It's like, I feel like Rebecca Ferguson got like written out of the Mission Impossible movies to start in this show Silo. He <laughs> didn't even promote it at all. Like, what the fuck is going on? Is this real? This is fucking they probably insanity. threw like eight hundred million dollars at it, and then gave her like a four point three paycheck, like the biggest yeah. payday in her in her entire fucking <laughs> career. Yet no one on earth has heard of it. <laughs> here you go. We spent nine hundred fifty million dollars on this show. Uh, here you go. The sets of the morning show alone, just the way they set up, like they're real apartments and condos, and like they're they're just totally set. Like there's like this set alone cost you eight hundred thousand dollars a day. <laughs> Like just it's they're the most high budget, and they just roped in John Hamm. So now they're doing they they replaced Bits. I guess Steve Carell. They killed him off. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, and John Hamm. Maybe is bleep in that now. for all our morning show heads. I mean, I don't watch the program, but someone might. I don't think I know anyone besides me, Lucy, and my family members, and Cod, who are morning show people. And if you don't know that they killed off Carell by now, like you're not going to get in. I th- I think it's funny that that's the kind of show where people are getting killed off. Mm. I won't Sick. say how. Hopefully he gets like a final destination death. He gets like flattened by a fucking like. Oh yeah, like a log go f- goes flying <laughs> off of a truck and splits him in half. Uh, Be better than the gap. I mean, so John Stewart's The Problem is in the obits alongside The Rock and Star Wars and everything else that's fucking eating shit this week. Did you see Martin Scorsese's TikTok where he's uh like talking to a dog? About what? I mean, his daughter, Francesca Scorsese, seems to like make him do all these fun TikToks, and they're great content. They're, they're actually good? I mean, I think it's You want to play it? 
Yeah. All right, I mean, play it up. Do you, yeah, I don't, go ahead. Or I'll have to Just play it. it to your... Oh, you don't have it. If you don't have it, I'll cue it cool. up. It'll take me two seconds. I'm going to play on, a few Parsons this. drops to kill the dead air. Guess I what? could wear shorts year-round. <laughs> he can, can't he? You brutes. Brutes, brutes, brutes. I thought I... Go, Jason, go. Jason is fat together. I'm trying to... I mean, this TikTok... I don't know how people use it. I don't even know. Scotty TikTok. Hold on, we're finding it. He's got it, folks. It's coming. We're going to make it work. Uh, I have to pish so bad. I think I'm looking for a friend of the show, Francesca Grada. No, Francesca Scorsese. Here we go. One news for many, many years. Ten pictures made with Robert Turn it up a little. Uh, another news, Leo DiCaprio was extraordinary. At six Terrific. films with him so far. Over the years, I've worked with great actors uh, from Ellen Burstyn to Paul Newman, Michelle Pfeiffer to Margot Robbie, all these people. What a and I feel now that I, I, I need a change. I need to find something that I could take further. <laughs> Just a dog? Cut to a dog. What that is, I'm not quite sure, but I've heard some extraordinary things about you. I don't want to embarrass you. I've heard some extraordinary things. And I... Wait, what happened here? You're buffering. Fucking, what's up with the Wi-Fi here, my guy? That buffer just killing the bit. It's a fucking, fucking shit. But you get it. Yeah, we get it. We get the gist. It's funny if you see the dog pop up. I like that. He's a cute little man. Yeah, exactly. It's like charming. It's like, oh, he's he's like an old dad. He's like doing these TikToks with his daughter. The whole thing's very cute. You getting fired up for Killers of the Flower Moon? I kind of am. Everyone's fucking raving about it. Yeah. Everyone's like, it's the fucking masterpiece. It's three and a half hours, but there's no downtime. It's all hot, piping hot dopeness. I'm too fucking stupid to see it in theaters. I'd be crawling (laughs) the walls after an hour. I mean, it is, uh, it's three and a half hours. I'm going to watch it at home. Fans of the show remember when we went to see The Irishman in the theater. You can go back and listen to the episode. Ank barely made it out of there alive. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> we were in like a packed house of cinephiles too, because it was like an early screening. And oh my God, that was like my worst nightmare. It was kind of fucked up. It's just too I much. It. It's just too much. I love it. My legs asleep. Like It's like worse than being on a flight. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to see it at some point, hopefully this weekend. I'm excited for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Am mm. I trying to not like think about how long it is? Just, you know. He's made a bunch of real long we'll movies that are it, very yeah. good. Gangs New York, The Aviator, etc. Long's not always bad. Don't forget about The Departed. Kid. I was the fucking Departed. It was seven and a half hours long. That'd be fucking, fucking dope. We could see it five more times. Uh. That extended cut. Can we take a little break? I got a pish. That's a good idea. Okay. You want to watch Bad Dads, the new uh, Bill Burr directed Netflix original? What about Bad Dads, the <laughs> RJ Mitty project, where it's just like him, Jesse? him, like it's a, it's a like a whatever the opposite of a prequel is, I guess a sequel, mm. <laughs> but it's not a sequel because no one but RJ Mitty is in it, and it's just him talking about how tough his childhood is, growing up with a jerk of a father. It's a green light. Bad Dads. <laughs> It's him and Bill Burr. Like, eh, RJ, you fucking, this fucking guy. Uh, I'm going to figure this bit out. I'll have more when we come back from break. The lovely Nia. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Kid. Wow. 
You know what, dude? I'm one of the Boondock Saints now. It's me and Bokeem Woodbine. We're Spirity and Sancti. We're back. There's a bit, there's a bit there. You just got to hatch it. I'm, I'm, I'm like too tired or whatever to run with it. Movie of the year, dude. <sighs> Folks. Wasn't great. We just watched Old Dads. Bill Burr's directorial debut. Actually, excuse me. Visionary director Bill Burr's directorial debut. What do you think? I think he was better in The Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, this movie could have used some uh, lightsabers or any sort of excitement, quite frankly. I mean, this had like directorial debut all over it. It kind of reminded me of Chris Rock's directorial debut, I Think I Love My Wife. <laughs> it was just kind of like you could tell something was off. Like they didn't have someone who's made a film before making this film. Right. This felt like a guy who likes to watch movies just making a movie, mm. which I know is a lot of the time. Like one, my, one could even say, as mentioned, Tarantino is that guy. What are you doing? But, uh, what are you doing? I'm not sure Bill's got the touch. I think I, I love yeah. him. He's probably my second favorite stand-up comedian working and right behind Chappelle. And oh, man. I don't know. This this missed the mark for me. And granted, we zoomed through a little bit of it, probably missed about 20 minutes. We but. watched the bulk of it. We watched the first 50 minutes and then we zoomed to the end because, you know, I like to see that big finish. Yeah, that third act, that like beginning of the third act didn't feel necessary. The summary of this three best friends become fathers later in life and find themselves battling preschool principals, millennial CEOs, and anything created after 1987. Oh, that's a horrible summary that makes me dislike it even more. Is that an IMDb summary or the from the fucking factory summary? IMDb. Okay. But yeah, Bill Burr wrote this with uh, Ben Tischler, whoever that is, and Bill Burr directed it. He stars in it alongside Bobby Cannavale, Bokeem Woodbine, Katie Asselton, a couple other sidecars. That's her name. This was a movie that is brought down severely by... The fact that Bill Burr narrates it. Like, it's one of those movies that has narration for no reason. It's just, it right. starts, and instead of, like, being about something, it just shows a bunch of, like, boring <clears throat> scenes with him talking over it, being like, eh, like, times have really changed. <laughs> it's it's like, oh, fuck, what is this? It, uh, it sucks. And it's bad. It's being rather critically panned, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I will say, I kind of... Bobby Cannavale plays like the uncool dad who's saying stuff like on fleek, trying to be like hip to his kids. And they're like, oh, dad, you're fucking lame. Was that anything? I mean, no, it was pretty bad. But I did think it was kind of fun at the end when he's like on cap. No cap? Or, or yeah, no cap. He Are you that also no that, that cool old dad? Or yeah. Uncool old dad? I mean, I'm learning about no cap. So it's, it's a journey that I went on with. Bobby kind of that bit has been done to death since since pretty much our our like I don't know the nineties I can't think of a great yeah, example the, of it but it's the, the like uncool guy saying the the word of the moment and making black yeah. people uncomfortable this movie everything about it was just like stuff that's been covered before and Bill Burr like gets into a lot of arguments with the principal or the teacher at school for being late and stuff and it's like you know this kind of stuff is in like any episode of your average sitcom. I would say that and, the tension and the 
the arguments between Bill and the principal were what kept me going with this movie. I thought it was like that conflict I thought was at least something. It did kind of work. It was upsetting. Yeah. That woman's like a pro at playing the uh, cunty just principal. Just nightmare of a woman. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like keeps going. What we hated I, was they did this like pump fake misdirect shit a lot where like at the very end, a guy goes by and gives Bill Burr, played by Rory Scofield, the the guy on the bike is that Rory Scofield? Scofield? Scoville, yeah. Scoville. I never remember his name. He's funny. He, he's like a good dickhead. And he rides by and like says something to Bill that you'd think Bill would get upset about. And Bill's like, well, thank you for the advice, my friend. And like says dickhead under his breath or something. And in my mind, it's like Bill getting upset at that guy again would have been the joke, would have been the mm. punchline. And they went the predictable way. Well, no, they went the like just weird, unthinkable way. They like ended this feature film on like a non punchline. Just on a dime. I guess the punchline was the fact that there was no punchline. It was just like odd. And like I said, him whipping the baseball at Rory Scoville on the bike and doing what we wanted him to do would have been great. Mm. Instead, they did the realistic route. And I think sometimes movies forget that they're a movie. Mm. Or they're movieing too much, yeah, if that makes I, sense. This movie did both of those things. This was, you know, you could tell this was no one's like passion project. Like, I got to tell this story. They were like, yeah, I think we got a movie here. Like, this is like, we got like six scenes. We can like drag the rest out. Yeah, this, hey, this, Mando. Fu- this felt fully just Netflix original. Mm. And uh, you know what, dude? I love Bill. I've seen him do stand up. I think four times live, including Fenway last summer with uh, my dad, Lucy, and Rion. That was great. Dope. Like eighth row or something. I don't remember. Hmm. But um, I that was great. And I love him. I've seen him at the Wilbur twice. And then I think I saw him at Comics Come Home with Lucy three years ago, four Dude. years ago. Okay, now I've remembered it all. This is not fucking <laughs> podcast material. What am I doing? Comedy. So I love him as a stand-up. He's one of the funniest guys who ever lived. And I love all of his content on YouTube where he's driving around improving videos in his car. I do that on Instagram a lot. It's definitely stealing from him. Just that vibe of mm. like the angry guy in the car. I see a lot of myself in him in that way. Just that like frustrated <laughs> feeling of all, like everything is not right. Beef burr. But this didn't work. Mm. Yeah. I had it's, high uh, hopes, I guess. Doesn't have the juice. Doesn't have the stuff. No. You hate to see it. Yeah, Bill, you know, obviously very funny guy. Sometimes it doesn't show. translate. There's like different kinds of funny. Mm. Like if you can be funny on, say, a podcast, you may not be funny on a stage. And if you're funny on a stage, you may not be funny on a script that you wrote out with other people. For Like when I took a sketch writing course when I was in Los Angeles, I realized how not funny in that format I am in the sense of, and I've probably discussed this on air, but like a sketch where you, a sketch is the same thing as a script where you take it and you write out this thing. And we used to do like table reads where we'd pass out copies and Mm. then other people would read things that I wrote with no rehearsal and they're missing like inflection and beats and punchlines. And I watched like six things that I spent a lot of time on just die. Mm. And I killed with one thing that I didn't even think was that funny. It's always fun when something you think is nothing. It's like, oh, that's a thing? Cool. Yeah. So I guess I understand that there are different, like, I like to think I'm, like, kind of funny on the show here. I can be Uh kind of funny situationally in life. But I'm like, how would I do on a fucking stage? I have no clue. How would I do? And I know how I would do writing a script. It doesn't fucking work. 
Mm. At least not in a funny sense. It could. Ank the movie is still burning a hole in my hard drive here. If anyone's interested, I'm actually willing to auction it, it off to yeah. whoever. Ooh. It's it's complete. It's 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 enough pages to be a two and a half hour movie. Enough. Bits aside. I'm Ank the movie. Green light. Starting you, you already got my green light. Starting at two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. This is like a Bill Burr like auction. Mm-hmm. Like you did in that movie. Um, life imitating That's, art. The thing in this, the big scene, or at least one of the big scenes in the first chunk of the movie is like he calls the woman who's the principal or whatever at his son's school a cunt. Like he gets so frazzled. He's just like, yeah, shut up, you fucking cunt. And it's like, this is, you know, this is in like several episodes of Curb. It's like, I don't know. This movie just didn't. No. Didn't land. Yeah. I'm just going on on about how much of a turkey it was. I started watching uh, Apple Plus, speaking of the little company that could in terms of media, uh, the Apple Plus original starring Brie Larson, name of it is escaping me now. The chemistry one? Yeah, the lessons in chemistry. There yes. we go. Um, You'd mentioned that you started this. Did you finish it this is program? a show. I've watched first two and the next one's up tonight, I believe, and I'm sure we'll watch it after the show, well, mm. Lucy and I. I would say it's a show that exists on Earth. Oh. I would say Brie Larson does a nice job. Her co-star, nice. whose name escapes me, he's one, another one of those guys that's like classic looking. Mm. It just looks like it's 1955 all the time. A Topher Grace type? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going, pulling Topher. He works. Okay, he's in. He does a few of those roles. That 70s show included. Topher. You know who else was on that show? Rapist Danny Masterson. For those that don't remember. Some of his best work, although he's pretty good in face-off and Puff Puff Pass, as we mentioned earlier. Does he play a rapist in Puff Puff Pass, too? I think he might. Mm. Worker. You're killing me, man! I watched uh, Saw 2, as I mentioned the other day, with Dan. And, you know, I've been trying to watch horror movies. It's, uh, we're getting pretty close to Halloween. Was it too scary? It was too gruesome. Did Dan wince or look away or was there tears? I did. And I probably cried and I had just had a ton of laughs at Jigsaw, all his goofs. You guys in tears together is what I'm hoping for. Yes, we did cry at uh, Strays now on there Peacock. It is. Yes, that's for, what I was drumming up. You can hear that on last week's program. Refresh my memory is Saw 2, Pitful and Needles. Yes. Well, it was fun to watch this after seeing Saw X, which, as we all know, takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2. Ah. So I was now watching Saw 2 with new eyes, knowing all the trials and tribulations that happened before it that uh, are now canon. Did they mention his cancer in the second Saw? Yes. Like, I had cancer, now I'm back. I forgot the second one's like a showdown between him and Donnie Wahlberg. Who's in two and three and possibly even four, right? Of the Saw franchise, he like kidnaps his son, does a whole thing. Give me back my son. Yes. Um, I have all the Saw movies. I think I bought the collection. So you did. That's how I watched it, and thank you kindly. I might rip through a few of those myself. They're Lucy's just... not really into the scary movies, so mm. it's like I end up missing a few. I can rope her into like probably one a week. Mm. which is a lot of horror movies for a person who doesn't like horror movies or care about movies. But I'm very pushy, folks. That's how you got to be in life is just push, push, push until everybody hates you. Um, Word? Oh, yeah, just keep pushing. That's my new motto. 
The uh, half can push push in the bush. Um, I think of all the Saw movies, I still will say the first one is the best, and I think that's an easy take. It is, and I agree. And yes, but the it's like in Fast and Furious uh, type territory for me. We're like, hmm. it's fun for me to watch it and like talk over it the whole time and explain all the elaborateness. It's the fun mythology. for me. Yeah. Uh, that's like where that's where I have fun. That's where I get my kicks, folks. When does Saw X come to streaming? Um, actually Friday or Can't wait. next Friday, which still playing in theaters if you're a theater person. But if not, I mean, give it a buy on Friday. It's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah, it's a- I'm for sure gonna buy it. Like, what am I gonna have? An incomplete collection? No. Incomplete? I just said incomplete. Incomplete. Ank barely finished high school. Ank's going to wake up in a trap for having poor vocabulary. The Curry College saw trap. (laughs) It's just like your dad's bank account with like a bunch of bad weed with seeds in it. You misused this word for the last time. Curry was such a dump. I I don't think I exactly made the best of it in hindsight. So the the few few professors I had from Curry that are listening right now this is me utilizing my communication degree to the absolute extent of its possible usage. Only mm. there's no monetary gain from this whatsoever. It's all love, passion. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, I had a radio show for a, a brief minute, and I never, I believe it was in college, It was I was in the radio class for the communication degree. They gave me a slot that was a bad slot. That's a slot. That's I a showed slot. up, and because I was... <laughs> on drugs and drinking yes. at the time, I got the days wrong. Very cool. And it was someone else there. And they told me it was not my time. And that I took as a sign to never come back again. I think I say you were drunk and you started a fist fight. I've person. been drunk before. You're like, fucking help me up, you fucking bitch. And that was the end of my radio career. That's uh, time to take a stand. That reminds me of Dr. Fraser Crane. You both had very similar... Radio careers. <laughs> oh, good heavens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've yeah, fallen man. down. <laughs> Folks, I'm still watching the new Frasier reboot on Paramount Plus, and episode three is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I, I recommend you get on board with it. I'm having a lot of fun watching it. It really fucking sucks, though. It's no good. Yeah. It's, Any it's nothing but puns. Is it supposed to be funny? Yeah. I mean, it's Frasier, it's like a comedy. <laughs> The old one is like classily, funnily written. Are those words? It's fine. No, but, but almost. Yeah, and like this one, the jokes are embarrassing. Everything's like a goofy pun. Like they're talking about Harvard and nice, like the Ivy League schools. And uh, someone mentions, someone's doing a Yale bit. And Fraser goes, don't you Yale at me. Like Yale, but can't yeah. see this. I'm raising my eyebrows. It's like, yeah, every, it's jokes like that where I'm sitting there watching, it like, holy shit! Like they fucking pressed like done on this episode. They what, watched this um, and were like, yeah, this is a good continuation of Frasier, like legendary sitcom. The father, the father is dead, and Hyde Pierce is not in it, right? Nobody from the original at all is back except for Kelsey Grammer. No Daphne. Nobody. They and that's the worst part. They talk about all these people, but it's like you don't have them. You can't just. 
It's not the same to be like, oh, well, Niles would be thinking this if he was... It's like, fucking shut up. What do you think Kelsey's been up to that they, like, like Boss season two for Showtime? Oh, oh Boss. That's like the last time he's worked as Camille Grammer gallivants th- with his money through Hollywood. He's the guy who got fleeced more than almost oh, yeah. anyone else in the history of celebrity divorces. That's he why lost- I'm making this awful Frasier reboot. I'm out of dough. He lost, I want to say, $100 million in the early aughts. Something on those lines. Because, I mean, he did, what, 400 episodes of, of combined Cheers and Frasier? Maybe sure. more? Yeah. Frasier was right. running for a decade, as was Cheers. So there's hundreds of episodes. That's the, they go to a bar, but it's not even Cheers. It's like, was this written by, like, the I fucking biggest piece of shit asshole idiots on Earth? It must have been. I mean, the bar from Cheers is not even the Cheers on Charles Street. But still, so like, he did if- 202 episodes of Cheers and 262 episodes of Frasier. They should, so that's so many. They should build a set that at least looks similar. Have them oh, walk in and like play the crowd going like, woo! And like, it's just, I'm upset they didn't hire me to work on this. I feel like I, I really could have added a lot to this Frasier reboot series. And just all the new characters. Who was asking for fucking that? Sucks. Is what I want to know. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those things like they brought it back, but the only people who would have watched it or who are watching it are going to hate it because it sucks. It's a shell of its former self. You tell me they couldn't throw um, anyone from the Cheers cast, like, I don't know, George Went, throw him 20 bucks to sit at the end of a bar on a set somewhere in Studio City where he definitely still lives. He needs this. Just throw it to him. He doesn't care. You can't ride on the Toy Story money forever. Or I'm thinking of the other guy, like Ratzenberger. Is Kirstie Alley dead? Yes, Did that happen? she died recently. So she wouldn't. She was on Cheers, right? She was a tubby pile of goo. Yeah, <laughs> um, she was on Cheers, and then oh. uh, she turned into like a right wing lunatic who said ridiculous things on Twitter. Hi. Then she dropped dead because she was a big fatso. Whoops. Oh yeah, she had that tweet that I love where. What was it? It was when. Uh... <laughs> I know <laughs> you're gonna get it because it's the best tweet of all time it's the guy in the wheelchair stephen hawking yes yeah yeah. yeah. when he died she tweeted like <laughs> like nice try or like you had a good go at it and just had a picture of him it's hey, like x world it's like what is this weird beef between kirstie alley and stephen hawking it's just uh the mind just yeah she's she was something wonders. else she was something else they couldn't have dug her up i'm doing another dig up a grave bit here oh um what else did we watch? I mean... I did my Chappelle story. I'm trying to think of anything else. I was Where the fuck is he, you fucking cunt? Fucking... That guy from The Sopranos died. And he was also in Rocky. I don't have his name. Do you remember? The guy who plays Bobby Bacala's father. Yes. And he's like the train, Not the trainer, but like... What is he? Like he works at the boxing gym and he's friends with Rocky. Yes. I don't even remember. Goo? His role on Sopranos was awesome. No doubt. Where he has to kill that crazy guy. You're going to kill that poor woman. And then the guy, and he fight, and it works them all up, and then he has a heart attack in the car and drives into a tree. Yeah. From being like the biggest CI smoking person <laughs> the show's ever seen. Until Johnny Sack came in and usurped that crown Johnny Sack in tears at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> okay. Did you watch anything else? I mean, not really. I'm trying to think. Are you watching The Golden Bachelor? 
Still? Yeah, actually, we're knee deep in that. Is that fun? Um, I got to be honest. I've heard of multiple takes. I've heard Chad Colchin on Dudesy saying he thinks he is friend of the show, guest on the, hiccuping for fuck's sakes. Can friend you? of the show, guest of the show. 100% Bachelor expert, knows everything. And he's saying this is the most well-received Bachelor in history, Bachelor franchise, whatever, in the Bachelor franchise. And he's loving it. Yeah, like all it takes is a little twist and it goes a long way. Yeah. It's like, oh, old Bachelor? Everyone's like, oh. Whereas Howard old. Stern, who's also a huge Bachelor guy, always has been, he's the one who got me into the Bachelor in the first place. Mm. And... Old he's bachelor. hating it. He says he, he's hating it, but he has some weird obsession with youth and he like doesn't, his whole argument with it is he doesn't want to look at older women. He's a sick idiot. <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's just like a jerk old man now. He just hates everything. I st- yeah. I'll always love him. I think he's the greatest radio broadcaster of all time. He's been very important in my life. Ooh. But like, yeah, I'm I, the only one who's not like fully checked out on you, Howard. I'm hanging in. I, I never even think about listening anymore. It's It's just over. Fans have heard the journey of this over the years. I used to love the shows. Like, my favorite thing. I hit you with, like, a Richard bit every now and then when they hear something that you'll enjoy. Because I'm sure you'd still love all that stuff. But it's hard to, like, sift through the negativity and the complaining to get to a solid, like, what is the real Stern Show bit. Yeah. But it is worth the payoff, I think. It's good, like, background while you're cooking kind of stuff. I'm not, like, a humongous podcast guy. Ooh, I say on a podcast, I don't listen to a bunch of them. I listen to Dudesy regularly, mm. and that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, and the, even that, I don't. I go weeks without hearing it at all. Batch. I watched a bit of uh, Love is Blind the other day. Oh, yeah, we're caught up on that. That show, it was one of like the finales. I didn't realize how ridiculous it was a, a finale. This couple that... You know, they met and talked for a while before they met. That's the gimmick of that show. Mm. And they right were foreseeing each other. They were getting married. Yes. And then at the wedding, the girl was suddenly like, you know what? I'm out. The one with too much foundation on her face, Stacy yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I, I thought it was something of a goof. And then uh, Dan and Kelsey were explaining, like, no, this was like a real, like, yeah, yeah. all their families were there. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was yeah, just, they. They get engaged immediately after like getting, they sometimes get engaged before, like they get engaged and then they're allowed to see each other for the first time. Mm. And then they date for like a couple months or something. I can't remember the exact timeline. They go through everything. They meet each other's parents. They meet each other's friends. They fig- they find each other's place. They, lo- they put them into, they see each other's places, but then they put them into like a neutral hotel or, or like condo for them to stay in. Yeah. And then they decide, are we going to stay together? And yeah, like the people after them also had a wedding and they seemed to go through with it. But it was just, uh, and there's more to it. It was just like a wild, I don't watch these shows a lot. So I was just right. really taken aback by like how silly everything was. It's Imagine we- being at a wedding and like having someone explain to you like, like, yeah, this is for a reality show. And like, they just met face to face the other day. They've been like talking in boxes. We're going to see it all on Netflix in a couple months, but like. And they might cancel it at the last second. It's great. Even though, you know, that can happen at any wedding. I'm loving it. But. I love that. I'm loving the new season of Bachelor in Paradise, which the format there is pretty easy. And then my top thing right now is Married at, Married at First Sight Australia, mm. which is legit a similar concept to Love is Blind, only 
you meet each other at your wedding for the first time ever. You don't see or speak or nothing. You're immediately married and then you hang out in a neutral place for a few weeks Mm -hmm. and like figure out, I'm getting my shows blended together because I'm like, on Love is Blind, do they get a neutral place too? Or do they go into one of the places? I can't remember. Speaking of that, before I forget, Old Bachelor made me think of, what if they did a version of The Bachelor that took place on the beach from the movie Old? And they were aging rapidly over mm. the course of one episode. Probably make him fall in love faster. Exactly. Do we have a green light? We do. He's in. Although Old was not as good of a movie as you've been saying it is. What it was. It was actually a movie of the decade, in fact. I take it back. You're right. Yeah. That still holds. That's holding strong. Still holding. <sighs> wow. That's a good pull. Um, so I'm loving all mm. the reality. Uh, Married at First Sight, uh, Australia is happening, season five, I want to say. And then regular United States Married at First Sight is coming on with a new one this week as well. Mm. We watch them on the app with a bunch of commercials. It's a fucking nightmare. Lifetime, your app is a disaster. You got to fix it. Seems like it would be. They probably don't have the... There's no budget. They're not going to fix the app. Bravo shows, we're, we're like, we just finished or we're about to finish Real Housewives of New York. Kind of gave up in New Jersey. We got eight seasons in and it fell apart at the mm. fucking seams. Who'd have thunk? I know. <laughs> but they edit and shoot their shows so well, they can make a nothing story seem like everything. Mm. And some of these other shows on Lifetime, for example, are so poorly cut together, they take great stuff and ruin it. Interesting. So it's funny how with reality TV, more so even than an actual good fictional movie, you need good editing. Because mm. otherwise it's just garbage. Yes good movie can kind of be standalone with a script and good acting it's like the editing is important of course but not you know reality tv nobody's doing a good job of acting we'll put it that way okay a lot of it's assisted and fake and it's kind of just they're walking through it i mean this is news to me i uh (laughs) i can't believe what i'm hearing the bachelor franchise i believe is like 80 percent assisted across the board with every different show like the fights Mm. the the conflict the S-E-X is all just fake. Golden Bachelor. Golden Boy. Canteen Boy Bachelor. <laughs> it's just a bunch of older men and young boys on camping trips. It's Alec Baldwin Something's characters. going on there. What, are you one of those fitness freaks? Go fuck yourself. Golden Older Boy. <laughs> Green light. It's just me and a bunch of older, like slightly older 40-something-year-old dudes just like, trying to touch me in the woods i mean it sounds like good tv ah boy oh boy is that enough uh the beef (laughs) hank uh obama (laughs) bruce springsteen Uh, Bruce Willis, (laughs) two mil, the cast of Family Guy, and everybody else. We should do some sort of a a, a Photoshop or video of like the end of SNL when it's everyone shaking hands, but it's us shaking hands with all those characters. I am very open to that if I have to do as little work as possible. I'm going to ask AI to do it. This sounds like a job for AI. When can I get to a point where I can just buy that from AI and we don't have to do a goddamn thing? I mean, I think we're already there. 
I'm in. How much is it going to cost? Smarter child or whatever the AI thing is. Let's go. Yeah. Bitbot, get on it. Get on it. Bitbot, I want that on my desk tomorrow morning. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I know it's Saturday tomorrow. Okay. Bitbot doesn't work the weekend. It does. You killed Bitbot. What do you think? I did. I was... You hated it more than everybody. You and I want to say you and Cod hated it. No. I did hate it a lot. Jack maybe hated the shit out of it. If it ever rises again, I'll I'll make sure it's taken down again. You know I love a repetitive bit. And harshly. I mean... Listen. Uh, (laughs) We should take a stand. And I think next week on the program, we're going to see Killers of the Flower Moon. At least one of us will, yeah. A number of other things. Which one of us do you think will see it, if you had to guess? Uh, I wouldn't bet on me being the guy to see it. I'm going to put it that way. Folks. Hey, have a good one, man. Have a good Bankfit.com. Uh, South Shore Boys. Skip season on everything. Send us an email at thepodcast.gmail.com. Have a good Listen, buddy. I got a goal. Thank you. Uh, yep. It's me. I'm, I'm still here. Oh. I was uh, hoping if I popped in at the end of the show, I could get my two mil. Uh, I was wondering whose two mil this was. I'm completely delusional. Uh, my friends and family have to help me do everything. Oh. I can't even bathe. I'm so uh, confused. Uh, I'm lost. I just made in my pants. Please clean me up, Obama. Uh, help me. I'm trying to make my way through this trilogy of uh, Amazon Prime turkeys you made with Chad Michael Murray. Before you uh, slipped into this the state that you're describing right here. Oh, I just need my two mil and I can get out of here. Yeah, I have it right here. All right, I'm getting back to the Fox Hill Nursing Home in Westwood. Uh, okay. They're going to clean me up real nice. Okay. I don't even know what this voice is anymore. It sounds like <laughs> Jimmy Stewart with lung cancer. <laughs> uh, I want to live again. <laughs> I want to live again. <laughs> How about this? While we're, I've got you here. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life, overrated shit movie it insists on itself <laughs> it insists on itself <laughs> yeah jimmy it's me shallow and pedantic <laughs> how I found who directed this george clooney what is this a movie about rowers <laughs> speaking of which red obamaco in the sports corner it's the head of the charles regatta here in boston so for those of you into obnoxious white guy sports, good luck. Uh, hold, hey. on, hold on, let me take my dick out. What if I was in the child? Uh, we start the song over, oh my god. <laughs> you ever see Mystic River? <laughs> Is that Meg in there? Oh. Good. Uh, hey, Dad, it's me, Chris Griffin. I was hoping that, uh, folks, this is Seth Green and Chris Griffin. We got him. He's here in the chill zone. <laughs> it's actually Seth Green. I'm about, yeah. I'm about to pick his brain about Entourage. For He's a standing bit. up on his chair just to reach the microphone. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, listen, folks, have a good one. Seth, let's talk Entourage. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>